more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could And just before we go to Mr. McAnally, let me tell you about the tides here at Fort Denison. In Sydney Harbour, that is, for those that are living somewhere else. At 9.11 this morning, we will have a high tide of 1.85 metres. A low tide this afternoon will be at 3.34. That will be 0.23 of a metre, with another high late tonight at 9.37, 1.54 of a metre. An update on the uh, enclosed waters here in Sydney Harbour, Pitwater, Botany Bay. We're looking at nor-nor-east, nor-nor-westly, below 10 knots, tending to the nor-east, but it will kick up between 15 to 20 knots in the morning. So around about 10.30, 11 o'clock, you could look for that to change a little. It says the sea here will be about a half a metre and the weather should be nice and sunny. But if we look for offshore, we're talking about nor-nor-east of 15 to 25 knots. That's a big gap. The sea will be around about a metre and increase up to about two metres. So we're moving to the... Uh, Afternoon period. First swell will be from the south of about one to one and a half metres. The second swell will be from the east about one metre. And the weather is predicted to be sunny and somewhere around the mid-twenties is what we're looking at there. Now, what is happening at Southwest Rocks, sir? Uh, good morning, Kieran. Good morning, Grant. Well, Grant uh, says, last week we did uh, Crescent Head. Yes. Yes. And she was excited. She was, and guess what? I'm going to talk to Colin. For those who weren't listening last weekend, there was, Melinda got a, the best Mawong section. Uh, Melinda got a Mawong 637 grams, and I had one 638. <laughs> so what we did, Kieran, we decided to call it a draw, and we tossed the money to the charity. Oh, very good. So that, how's that? Yep. I thought that, that was to Little Wishes. Little Wishes was the beneficiary of about... Uh, I think three and a half grand was raised. Near was three, four or something. It was pretty good. Young Danielle was very, very happy to get some money for a. Oh, that's your neighbour. Or the family today, they run the charity. Yeah. So, yeah, little wishes. That'll take some people somewhere. Well, uh, it provides, obviously, little wishes. You know, things for the kids that are sick, takes them up to the Gold Coast to the fun parks or whatever. Oh, isn't that wonderful? That's wonderful. Really so. good. No, it was a really good charity. Really well run by Cole Ryan and. All the rest of them, so no, fantastic. So, and you won't believe who walked off with the big prize, the the Oatly Wine uh, prize. Uh, uh, you did tell me somebody special, who must be obeyed at all times, yeah. made an investment of twenty dollars. Yeah, and landed it. And landed the fish. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Julie. The fish was a draw out the hat. Yeah, she got she got the prize to uh, um, Hamilton Island. Yeah. yeah, because it makes a difference when you only when you only ticket in there and half a gorilla to go with it to spending money. She's already got that. <laughs> anyway, look, it was all good fun. Everyone had a good time, and uh, hopefully they run again next year. The kids, some of the fish that, the, that were caught were pretty good. One of the kids had a um, really nice flathead oh, that he photographed and had to let go because he couldn't weigh it. And uh, one of the young fellas who fished offshore, he had a one kilo, 1.04 kilo uh, nanny guy. Now I've caught, I've caught a heap of nanny guy, but I've never seen, I've caught them sort of 800. Yeah. I've never, never seen one a kilo. 
I mean, look, it was all good. If you if you're kind of next year, keep an eye out for it. It's great fun. Crescent Head Club, fantastic. So, all you know, really good. We had a lovely lunch. We went to the Chinese restaurant downstairs, to Mo's restaurant. It was beautiful. So, yeah, you missed you missed a bit of fun, Kieran. I know, I know what how good it is. Next year. Yep. Anyway, yep. Melinda enjoyed herself, and she actually really and truly caught the fish. She actually, there's some nice photos around. I'll, I must send them down to Dominic. Is Dominic still doing the page? No, no, got to go to Grant. Grant. Grant, yep. All right, I'll catch up with him through the week. Yep. He'll call you. Hey? He's just told me he'll call you. Oh, he'll call me, okay. Not now. <laughs> Later in the week. Middle of the week. I'll just, I just need his email so I can send him some photos of what happened. Yeah. All right, otherwise, look, we're really good. And uh, we have, as just as PJ, and PJ have a great trip. I'm sure he will. Last time he went, he had fantastic. I saw him riding a horse through the snow, and I thought, yeah, well, I like snow, and I, I like fishing, and I'm, I'm not some sort of half okay with hunting. I like hunting. Anything feral, I don't mind hunting. And, uh, yeah, mm, I, I don't know if I want that much snow. When it's up to the belly of the horse, it's, you're getting up, you know. That's a lot of snow. It is, and it's hard work on the horse. Hard, it's, a, it's hard work on. Yeah, it is. He actually was. He actually pulled up a big crook from the <laughs> eight days in the saddle. Yeah. Yeah. So you look like a cowboy. You know how they walk funny. Little, yeah, they know. do walk funny. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, yeah, you got to watch it from when you're young. They reckon that's why you become bow legged. It is. Yeah. But anyway, not to worry. He had a he had a he, he had a fabulous trip last time, and I, I watched him catching trout. In he had some nice footage. They're catching trout in uh, Yellowstone, and um, the number of people that were there fishing was phenomenal. But yet they were all—he he actually caught quite a few good trout. So there's obviously you know plenty of fishermen and plenty of fish. Yeah, I got it. I'll say this about Pete: he's very capable at whatever he chooses to take on. Oh yeah, no, no, he's one of those switched on. Well, that's what I said when you put him on the boat. He's uh, what I call an instinctive fisherman. You don't have to tell him anything. He just, you know, he knows it. Yeah, he knows, knows what, what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, he just, he just goes and does it. And you know, he, once he's seen, you know, we, he was looking at something he hadn't seen before, which was that sort of high speed trolling for mackerel. After five minutes, he had it all tucked under his wing. Yep, yeah, I've got this. You know, that's the way he went and caught, you know, five or six fish and never had a moment's trouble. But he's very, yeah, he's one of those. It's no different. Anyone who's you know, had a really seriously good fishing education. They catch on quick. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you get yeah. someone like you know, I fished with Graham Donaldson. He was the same. Once he thought something out and got it right, he, you know, he was into it. He knew what he was doing. There's plenty of other people like all those good fishers. You know, whether it's Bobby or whatever, they, you know, they they learn their craft. And 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 once you've got that sorted out, you can you can you just pick out the strands of the good bits that you want from further, you know, like... Yeah, he's not with us anymore, but, you know, you know uh, Gabriel was an excellent yeah, fisherman. Gabe, no, Gabe was a very... What Gabe was was a really methodic, creative thinker. He thought his way through the problem. You know, he knew the fish were there, and then, you know, he, he really worked out it. He, but he, you know, got you know, got the right hooks, he got the really the right leader, the right rod and reel. You know, he... From the you know the moment he went on the water, Gabe had the whole game figured out. Because I only fished with him the once. He was a genius. I, I, I learned that much off him in, in one fishing session. I've never forgotten it. He's the best whiting fisherman I have ever seen. Yep. 
So that's all right. That's everybody. Well, it's because he won so many comps as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's no different to these fellows who catch kingies in the harbour or jewies in the Hawkesbury yeah. or whatever it is. They wire them up, you know, they, 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 but, and for other anglers, you know, I keep, and you, you were sort of, hit, when Bobby was talking, he hit the head right on, you know, on the nail. There's things, little, it's the little things uh, that you take years to learn on your own. Jump on a charter, you know, if you want to learn to troll for marlin or, you know, bottom fish or whatever, jump on a charter boat. You know, keep your mouth shut and your ears open, and you'll learn a hell of a lot. True. And uh, you know, there's 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 it's the little tricky things. I, I can remember one day there was when we were trolling uh, these mackerel. One of the fellas, uh, he said, "Oh, what lure was he using?" So I showed him. He said, "Oh, yeah, I'm using the same thing." And I said, "I bet you the only similarity between what you I'm doing and you're doing is you've got pink lures." And he went, "What?" I said, "Bring your lure over. You know, I'll give you I'll give you one of mine." I said, everything's different. The hook's different. The way you tie on's different. You know, da da da. I went right through it with him, and he, I said, everything's different. The only, the only, you know, you can see a pink lure, but that's, that doesn't mean anything. It's the way it's rigged that's very important because you're trolling really fast, and you, you know, there's, you know, a little, quite a small swivel, no snap swivel, because that just creates a bubble trail. And all these other, I said, look, don't tie the lure on. You've swaged the lure on. I said, because when you tie that knot, it goes, uh, the, when you hook a fish, it pulls tight, and the, the hook will kick out. So you've got to have a swage, so it sits in a, it sits in a, in a, in a void it's where there's no pressure on the hook, oh, the hook, so it's always running straight. So he's going, oh, oh, yeah, oh, So his, his head started to spin, but <laughs> it's those little things that the really good anglers are doing. It's, you know, 1% things that makes... It makes yeah. a difference between a really good angler and an average angler. Now, I better shut up because you've got to go to an ad break. I've got to go to an ad break. I just want to quickly say that, you know, this is why we'll be talking about people charter over. Craig McGill's going to come back on the program. Yeah, I know. Well, I had dinner with him. He's, yeah. there's, there is a thinking fisherman. Yep. <laughs> and he, he's another thinker. So, you know, we've got Brad up there at Lake Macquarie, which is fishing really uh, well. Yeah, we'll have I'm Craig gonna, McGill for Sydney. I'll come to Sydney, I'll... I might try and grab a day with Brad. Yeah, and um, also uh, Mumbles has organised a, a lady to come on to Fishers Botany Bay on a regular basis. So Good stuff. And, and very confident people and uh, take it on board with whatever they say you take on board and learn about. Listen, listen. Listen and learn. That's it. Or look and learn. Buy a zipper, put it on your mouth and just open your ears as you said. Okay, we'll go to an ad break. It is now 5.15 here on the Super Radio Network. You are listening to High Tide. I used to drive seven hours to hospital and seven hours back. You know, when Bob first flew me to hospital from a chemo, it was such a relief. Can you imagine? A two-day trip became two hours. What Angel Flight does is a godsend. So please, support the work of Angel Flight, or if you can... Get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver because helping Angel Flight helps people who really need help. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. 
For the toughest jobs, at home or on the job site, you need the toughest gear. For almost 50 years, Sherlock Wheelbarrows have been hard at work for the weekend warrior and tradie alike. They make moving mulch, bricks, concrete and waste around the home or job site easier because Sherlock lasts longer. Lighten your load with Sherlock. Visit the full range at sherlocklastlonger.com.au Available at Bunnings Warehouse. Pick your favourite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Good for the game tomorrow? Nah, still trying to sell the car. Oh, give me your phone, let me do it. Yeah, good luck. Car sales, instant offer. Car sales, what? Instant offer. You can skip creating an ad, dealing with buyers and waiting for a decent offer all weekend. Is that the offer for my car already? Yep. Now just take it to one of the official buyers nationwide, get it looked over, and the money drops the next business day. So I'll see you at the game then? Yeah, see you at the game. Car sales instant offer. The hassle-free way to sell your car. T's apply. If your strata complex unit or your commercial building is in need of repairs or upgrades, Network Construction Services are the remedial building specialists with more than 70 years of combined industry experience. For waterproofing, concrete cancer repairs, facade or cladding replacement, structural repairs, upgrades to electrical and fire services and improving accessibility, you go to networkconstructionservices.com.au or you can phone Steve on 9808 Listen to 2SM online, 2SMSuperNetwork.com. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Okay, I'm back. Good morning. Where are you? Where am I? Yeah, you're there. Yep, Southwest Rocks is still there. And the sun's just about to come up. Uh, I mean, mate, Davey, Dave Munzig, uh, all these families getting ready to go up there for about five, six weeks over Christmas. Oh, oh I had Swanee, young bloke, here through the week. So yep. Uh, Swanee is so grateful for what you did I, for I him. I know. Well, it's a time I'm on for someone jump me so they give you a bit of notice and you want to... If I, hey, I'm saying I'll sorry if I'm going anyway. You can... You know, I've got a boat that's big enough you can jump on, so... Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so he got a nice feed of blue summer. Okay, you wouldn't believe it, though. The week before, in that fishing comp, Jasper and I were going out getting 8, 10, 12 flathead every trip. Yeah. You think I could get a flathead? <laughs> I got one nice big one on, about a kilo and a bit, and dropped it. <laughs> he missed two, I think, on his lure. But no, anyway, we got eight nice big blue swimmers, so he was happy with that. That's good. He was putting on a feed. He won't believe it. He was trying to impress his father-in-law. I thought, geez, mate, you've... Yeah. A bit late to be trying to do that. That's, it is. I'll, that's what yeah. it is. You know, yeah. I'll, yeah. Anyway. You can't do that. And let me, let me tell you, uh, Yvonne is a very capable fisher person as well. well Yvonne's his mum. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all right. I, that's, like I said to that fellow when I was in Egypt, I, this fellow, was, he was a, a Nubian. And they live at the top of the Nile. And there's a big, there's a big, long, lean people. And uh, he, he had four wives. And I said, does that mean you have four mother-in-laws? 
and everyone else fell about laughing. He didn't even understand the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Must be only in Western culture, that one. <laughs> Sounds like it, eh? No, but everyone else got the joke, don't worry, <laughs> including some of the girls. <laughs> anyway, no. Um, Outside? Outside's been, a, uh, well, we could only fish to Tuesday. Uh, since Tuesday's been blowing a huge southerly with a lot of rain. Just like PJ said, we had nearly um, 100 mil here of rain, so it's been serious stuff. Um, but uh, what, what happened outside? Tuesday, um, Peter Brenton rang me. He got uh, six dolphin fish to eight kilo out on the flat, <coughs> mahi mahi, and um, then he fished the same area I fished the week uh, during the comp which is just north of the fad. And he got a few fish. He was the same as me. He had trouble holding bottom. He got half a dozen snapper, a few nice ones, two bar cod, which are lovely. For anyone who hasn't eaten a bar cod, they're, uh, they're about 40 bucks a kilo at the fish market. Yeah, and they're not yeah. very pretty, but... Hey? They're not a pretty fish, but they're... They're not pretty, and when you clean them, they're the spikiest, toothiest, cuttingest that they'll... Even when they're dead, they'll bite you, spike you, and cut you. They've got a gill plate that, that's like a razor blade. If it runs around your fingers, you don't even feel it. All you try yeah. to work out what this hot, warm stuff is around your hand. You it's know. like a, scape, a scalpel. Yeah, like a scalpel, and mm. uh, it's really sharp. But, yeah, there's a... Peter, Polish Pete turns up here when he's been on the charter boat, and he said, oh, I've got, you know, I've got, I've got this nice big... Um, Barcod, and I said, oh, yeah, good on you. And he said, well, I need someone to fill with it. It's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so Pete Brenton got a, a nice feed of table fish, but he's, like us, he really struggled. You, it was, yeah, it's just, uh, the current's really strong out there. You're better off fishing in 60 metres straight off. Hey, Lars, I'll there. just interrupt for a second. Is yeah. Stumpy still about? Who? Stumpy. I don't see Stumpy. No, I haven't seen him for ages. No, no, no. Mm. His boat's there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it goes out down again. Yeah, no, don't. Haven't seen him. I, I was following one of his horses for a while. Got a heap of seconds. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I think it must have won a couple too. But it, it, it got a couple. Got, when I backed it, it got. Oh, I think I got it three times for second. That was all. I always, I always go each way. I didn't do any good yesterday though. Uh, Carrots had three winners yesterday. Yeah, he had the uh, yes, I'm, I'm just, you know, Tommy Kitten, one Alligator Blood, one an Im- Imperitz. No, Alligator Blood got beat on the line. Says, says it got, said it won. Oh, I thought it won. My well, TAB account went up, and I had a look, and it, it says it won. Oh, okay. I must be wrong. I don't know. I, I watched the races at the, on the telly, you know. Because I swore it got beaten on the post. Well, Tommy I thought it got beat, right? but I, I can see my TAB's gone up. Uh, Mumbles is going to check for me. Yeah. It was about race eight, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, race eight. Ten past five yesterday. Yeah. Anyway, no matter. I'm he, might have, he might have protested. Romance. No, no, romance something, whatever it was. Something romance won the, won the big race. Well, that's what yeah, I thought. I thought I got beat. Hey? I thought I got beat. Anyway, anyhow, we'll, anyhow, we'll come back. Let's find. I'll, I'll give you something I can talk with authority about fishing. Fishing. Um, anyway, in close. So, yeah, fishing in close. Right. We're about to lose Lauren Marie, the charter boat. He's going to Ballina, which will be a sad thing for us. So we'll be down to um, yeah, one, well, two big, bigger, two of the larger charter boats and the two small 
outboard powered charter boats, which I will talk about because Melinda raised an interesting point last week. I, hey, um, listen, can I just tell you something on the side? Yeah. Quickly, right? She doesn't. She's celebrating today her 27th anniversary of marriage. Big deal. I've got 50 years of that. I know. She's only a baby. You can only, you can only cop so much misery, Kieran. I mean, well, one would think so. <laughs> But I think she's. I think she was. I think she went to the right lucky dip because her husband. From I've never met him, but everybody tells me he's a really nice guy. Very nice guy, but he was very quiet on the boat with me, Kieran. Very quiet, and I'm always suspicious when they're quiet because about the second or third drift, he was over the side. (laughs) Calling for Ralph, he was. Did you tell him you didn't? You forgot your own burly bucket. Anyway, well, I don't. I don't ever suffer from it. I'm I'm I'm, Yeah. Yep. Uh, so as I said, if you're going to go bottom fishing, I would work my way up between 55 and 60 metres, between Middle and Scott seems to be the yep. the choice uh, the choice area, and you can fish it. Now, Fish Rock has got 4,000 million kingies, and they're all undersized. Now, these are about a month early. These what we used to call them norheaders or whatever they were, but they're undersized. They're all 58. They're nowhere near legal. They'll drive you crazy. Uh, there's an odd big one, but yeah, I'd be very I don't know whether I'll waste some petrol going to fish rock. Uh, they'll okay. also turn up at Rocks in Line and a few other spots and along the headland. So, But there are, despite what people tell you about Kingies, Kieran, and they, I keep reading these things in Sydney papers, and I, I know Al McGlashan has a bit of a grind about it, but there are, at the moment, you can just about walk dry shot across some around fish rock. You, you don't need to. You can in Sydney Harbour too, all the way right up Parramatta River. Millions of them. And they're all under, look, you won't get a legal one, just. The best thing you can do is leave them alone. Just, you know, because there's, there's a few million um, rare and endangered grey-nose sharks with them as well. So anyway, when they come, when those hordes of little kingies come, so do the grey-nose. Anyway, so they're, they're there. Um, there wasn't much else. Um, I'd see. I didn't see or hear of any surf other than the mahi-mahi at the fat. I didn't hear about any tuna or bonito this week. And the tailor are just about are gone. I haven't heard of any tailor at all. At all. And okay. they weren't weighed in the comp. That was the one thing I was waiting to see, how the, the people down at Crescent Head, which is a good tailor spot, they didn't weigh any tailor. Oh, one, there was one little fella about half a kilo weighed in, but, yeah, nothing of any moment. Anyway, all right, uh, Beach and Rock, all I know is there's a few good brims still around, few, a handful of whiting, Hathead, right down at Hathead, where, the, where you drive onto the beach is the best spot if you want to feed a whiting. Uh, there's not huge numbers, but they're good size. Uh, North Gap's got a couple. That's about it for them. So yeah, and there's a handful of little drummer around the around the rock ledges as well. So that's that one in the river. Now, what we saw caught by the charter boat Wildside uh, last week was about a 15 to 17 kilo kingy. Oh right. <clears throat> and I very fortunately went the right side of him because I could see someone. You know, I could see. I could see him working the uh, the starboard hand side of the boat with a, a young lady, or not young lady, a, a lady angler. And uh, next thing we, we sort of pulled up to watch the sort of because I saw the gaff come out, and uh, yeah, he, he swung over this great big kingy. So they're obviously on the that was on the top of the tide. So that would be a pick this morning at nine. What was it nine eleven? The high tide. Get down there, grab a, a troll of a, a fresh squid or a live slimy, and. Uh, you might get yourself a beautiful big kingfish. So anyway, lovely fish, and he's obviously been doing it a bit because I saw him in there doing it 
earlier in the week and thought, I wonder what he's up to. I thought he must have been catching Mulloway, but they're big kingies. And uh, so that, that's, that's, that side of it's all right. The flat air will be there, won't they? Despite what happened with Ben and I on, on Tuesday, the river's got plenty of flat air. We, just, we were just unlucky. Or they were off the bite for whatever reason. There's plenty of blue summer crabs in the main channel. And not much muddies. The muddies has been quiet this year. I've got three muddies the whole... Since we started in, uh, in September, I've got three mud crabs. So muddies are a bit scarce. I'll give them a few weeks before I arrive. Yeah, give them, give them a little while, yeah. The last two weeks before Christmas are always good. Um, anyway, so, but there's that. that there's, I haven't, again, very few whiting in the river. Golden Hole would be the best spot for whiting. There's a handful, of, there's heaps of little mulloway in the river, uh, but they're all under, they're undersized. There are, there's an odd 80 centimetre one. Uh, but otherwise, look, it's pretty good. There's plenty of bass at Kempsey, so... Oh, what about, hey, listen, what about the prawns? No, they haven't prawned. No, 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 it's been very quiet. Very quiet. With no, well, no rain, no prawns, Kieran. Yeah, I realised that, but I thought you had a drop of rain, but not enough. No, what's he hit there? I, I was planning to go down to uh, Foster on the 15th or 16th, or whatever the dark of the moon is, um, mm-hmm. and have a prawn with PJ if he's back. Um, but if he's not, I'll probably still go down. I'm, you cannot beat. If you're ever at Foster, just go to the co-op, buy those lake prawns. They are just... There's very few better prawns in the whole sea than those beautiful lake prawns they get. So they're sort of halfway between a kingy and a schoolie, but they're really, really good stuff. So, no, I'm tossing up. I may be down there on the 15th or the or whatever, whatever the prawn run is, I might nick down just for a night and just have yeah. a prawn and come home. All right, we'll see how we go. Okay. I'll keep you posted on that one, but it's certainly in the, in, the, in the log book, yeah. If PJ's back, I'll take PJ with me. Yeah. Yeah. So I might even drive up and come and annoy no, you, blokes. I'm going to go right past his house to get the foster, mate. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to go to Shalimar every year or two or three times a year. I practised my water skiing. Yeah, Shalimar's right. For those who don't know, Shalimar is at the top of the lake. Yep. Yep. And what you Did you prawn or did you fly? <laughs> uh, I, I do some prawn and catch some mud crabs and oh, do right. some fishing. But see... So what I did know is uh, what I learnt was about the cow crossing, cattle crossing, yeah. underwater, you know. And uh, you got to learn that because I used to practice my barefoot skiing up that river. Yeah. And you had to know exactly where the gap was, where the cattle where, walk where across the on the <laughs> on the rocks, and then jump over that little gap. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd leave the back end of the boat there. Your boat'd be stuck on the on the crossing because they've been. <clears throat> Fill in the river with gravel, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, well, Lars. I'll catch Grant later in the day or tomorrow. Yep. All Will right. do. We'll see us later. See you, buddy. Bye. We'll take a break here on the Super Radio Network. Don't forget, you are listening to High Tide and the Time right now is 5.32. Imitators come and go, but there is only one John Laws. She was taken to John Hunter Hospital, where she later died. Terrible story. It's another taser story. I'm not sure I'm too mad about these tasers or the use of them. Are they used too hastily? I don't know. But there'll certainly be a lot of talk about that. An event that occurred more than 200 years ago should not be the reason why somebody doesn't feel like they need to work or need to study or attend school today. No reason at all. Dissenter Price has made more sense in the space of an hour than the Indigenous apologists have made in an entire lifetime. 
You're a legend, mate. My family adopted me when I was seven years old, and I had a pretty hard life. And I listen to your show every morning, mate, and I hear a lot of people complain over nothing, and they should wake up to themselves. That's all I've got to say, mate. The John Law Show returns Monday, October 23rd on 2SM. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. When mild arthritis or other aches and pains are getting you down, it might be time you did, as others have done, and try Arborvitae Joint Health. Others just like Tracy. I felt my pain reside after the second bottle. It's also got a great berry-like flavour which makes it easy to consume. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Go to Arborvitae, that's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U or phone 1300 879 863. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's razorback4x4.com.au. Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Made from olives grown in northern Victoria, they're harvested and first cold pressed within four to six hours to create a premium quality oil. This is what guarantees every bottle of Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour, elevating your entertaining and making your food taste even better. Cobram Estate, premium quality, great tasting and the healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. This is 2SM Sydney. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could well, just before I go all the way across the mighty big ocean, I'll give you a quick update from the Tamworth Fishing Tackle and Outdoor Store at 15 Roderick Street at Tamworth. Keeper Dam is down to 85%. Yellow belly are very, very good. They're responding to blades, chatterbaits, lipless crankbaits, but in the small size. Chaffee's down to 98%. It's okay. Not quite warm enough for a big result from the yellow belly. Split rock, 99%. Good vibes are working there for the yellow belly. In the rivers, well, they're getting low. The water level is dropping, but... Good catches of yellow belly there. The odd cod being caught, so please put them back. That's the Namoy in the pool. Sheba Dam is still catching trout. Uh, it has slowed a little bit. Power baits are the way to go there, though. Glenbourne Dam is quite good. Blobes, fibes, soft plastics working there. It's dropped to 96% from 100. And St. Clair's come down from 98 to 93%. And again, the blades and soft plastics are working there. Yeah. The trout streams, where they got water, is good. Well, they haven't got water, and it's very low, not so good. But e-boils, not too bad, and some of the dams up there are quite well. Okay, let's uh, <clears throat> travel all the way. Where are we at this morning, Peter Sayer? 
Okay, so we're still on the Solomon Islands. We're at a place called uh, an island, uh, which is a large island called Vela La Vela Island. How many uh, islands are there? Oh, there's hundreds up here. There's, Isn't there? There's one thing that did give me a shock in the Solomon Islands, just how many islands there are and how many villages there are. So every island we come to is dispersed with villages, sort of a gap of, say, you know, 30 miles in some cases, 5 miles in other cases. And each of the village have their own uh, society kind of thing. Um, so they're not all connected with each other and don't always talk to each other as well. Um, this one where we're at now is very close. And I've got to read the name because it's a bit too hard to pronounce otherwise. Is Suralendo, near Suralendo Point at Vela La Vela. Now, one thing that we come across is uh, some villages are very well established with um, buildings and churches and uh, medical clinics and that sort of stuff. And they seem to be centred around places of religion. Now, I'm not a religious person. Uh, however, I have to say, everywhere you go, that um, the religion um, is strong. The I think the Catholics uh, and, Bap- and Baptist people were very strong throughout there. Um, it seems to be the Seventh-day Adventists these days. Seven, oh, right, Seventh-day Adventists. Um, oh, Johnny come lately, so to speak. The, the, the villagers, I'm not going to say this is everywhere because it's just our experience, um, the villagers will come out and say, look, while you're here, you'll be safe, and they please enjoy your stay, etc., etc., and you're welcome to go to church to, tomorrow. I think they have a whole church on Saturdays, don't they, Seven-day Adventists? They do, yes. And um, they also have a, um, I think it's called a uniting church here too. Um, but uh, in the islands that have them, they usually have a, a big, um, like, oxyacetylene bottle hanging in a tree, and they Built the bajingos out of it to let you know what time of day it is, and uh, it's time to go to church. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've um, made our way up. We've done some spectacular diving in around Gizo. Now, Gizo is the second largest um, uh, city in, in um, the Solomon Islands. It, it was it was dirt roads, basically potholes the size of a small football field, um, <laughs> and uh, um, the cars were sort of bumped their way along. It, it it is lacking the significance of a major city, that is for sure. Um, but uh, we've got some provisions there. Um, like I was trying to buy a simple hose tail fitting for uh, for a water pipe we had on board. Had a bit of an issue there, nothing serious. But um, no, no plumbing fittings or anything like that. Um, I could have bought a tap um, or a bit of uh, PVC uh, piping or stuff like that. But, but as for any brass fittings or stuff, no, it's non-existent. Um, so it's 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 very much. Um, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to avoid saying uncivilized because they, they do have a they do have a society which is civilized, but uh, it's very much a culture different to what you would ever expect in Australia. Um, and interesting enough, just as I was sitting here, I was just reading a um, a report by an American cruising yacht which was coming through, and, and they're saying after having crossed the Pacific Islands. Uh, this one is uh, probably the most difficult to operate in and the most uh, remote. Um, we tried to anchor up yesterday uh, at a village and we had 200 metres of water under us um, as we come up to the um, the edge of the rocks, which was about probably 50 metres in front of us. <laughs> so we thought anchoring here is not going to be a good idea. So we, we had to um, get out of that anchorage and go to another one which we got here just on dusk, which I, I don't like doing because I like to anchor up well and truly and see what reefs are around me beforehand. But um, one of the islanders, 
very quickly come out in a small boat and said, no, no, just, just move up about 30 metres and you'll, you'll be fine. You know, which we don't. We just moved a little bit. There's this tiny little ridge that we managed to get an anchor onto and 360-degree swing once again. So we're very happy with that. Hmm. Uh, I found, uh, and used to amaze Paco and a few of the blokes, like we'd go fishing over there, and um, I said, mate, you'll enjoy the airports. And I say, airport? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, yep, why don't we pull over to some of these airports? And they were particular trees only. You'd land and oh, it was yeah. a tree. Everyone would gather around a tree and that would be the airport. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> That's a Solomon Island. Yep. Uh, we, we, were, we were going to take on some fuel at, uh, at Gizzo, and we we're not that low. We probably need about 3,000 litres, maybe 4,000 litres of fuel. And then we discovered that um, uh, it's all hand-pumped, so they give you a 44-gallon drum, and you pump that out, and then the next one, and the next one, and the next one. So we're hoping to get back to Noro um, before we depart the Solomons, and uh, we'll maybe put on... Hopefully they'll have a pump, um, but also we'll be looking for a. Um, once we clear customers, we'll be looking for duty free fuel. So um, that's a bit of a hope we got, but we'll see what happens if we can't get it at Nora and we can't get duty free. We'll be back up to Gizzo, which is uh, yep. 30, 40 miles, and um, we'll get fuel there and move on. Now, fresh water. Do fresh you water make your own be. fresh water? Yeah, if we, we have a, a, a desalination system. Um, I, I was talking to, to Grant it. about it yesterday, and he was said it's very expensive to run. Um, only because we've got to run the big generator. We, we, oh, sorry, we can run it off a small generator, um, but then if someone turns on the coffee machine or anything, it's a disaster. We overload everything. Um, but we've got a pretty, fairly large water maker. We make about uh, 180 litres an hour here, and uh, it'll just uh, run away in the background there, so we turn that on. Um, what it consists of is um, a series of tubes which are basically a very, very fine um, filter and we put uh, around about a 1,000 pounds per square inch of pressure up into them um, and it strains the salt out. This is a very, very basic way of doing it. It, it strains the salt out and pushes that out the side of the boat with our wastewater um, and then the fresh water goes into it. And we've got that down to about um, uh, about 100 parts per million, which is about the same as any any uh, city that you're going to get, maybe slightly mm. higher than some cities. But um, it's, it's 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 very palatable, and it? it's a must for us because um, um, all of our toilets are fresh water flush, all our sinks are fresh water flush. It doesn't mm. affect the scotch, does it? Uh, not at all. No, the ice cream <laughs> machine works fine on it. So. <laughs> 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 I was very concerned about that at one stage, but no, the ice machine works works excellent with that. So we're, we're very comfortable when it comes to our scotch. Very good. Yeah. Okay. So um, fish-wise, yes. we still haven't come across masses of fish. Um, a boat came in to, um, uh, to Gizzo the other day and it made headlines on their paper and that it had a really good um, uh, catch of uh, Benito, which um, went straight to the markets and got um, purchased up very quickly. Um so we're not coming across um, uh, many um, mackerel or what they call here kingfish. They call it the Spanish mackerel kingfish. Um, we're not going like that. I did take a spear gun in the water yesterday and I never even loaded it. Um, I, I, there wasn't anything there that, that I would have considered um, that I'd take. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we picked up a couple of Barracuda on, on the way, and um, we got a local lad on board. He's a really nice guy and knows his way around the Solomons. It was after a lift, and he's, a, he's also a dive master and dive guide, so we were only too happy to have him on board. But he, he very quickly wanted those um, Barracuda. Now, having had Sigatawa myself before, that was something that I wasn't going to entertain. But um, he, he actually said, oh, can, I, can I freeze them up and give them to my grandmother when we get up to Vela La Vela? Um, okay. And he got a. He also got a bit of a bit of a payment when he was in um, Gizo, so he immediately went off to buy some rice, um, also to give to his grandmother. And I thought that's sort of uh, such a nice gesture. I thought so I couldn't, um, I couldn't help but give him a bit more rice and things, and uh, help him out for a bit of food for his grandmother, which I thought was lovely. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? See, that's the upbringing. Yeah, yeah. This that, is, that's uh, that's right throughout the Pacific, the islanders. They really, like, it's like the Asian people, they really respect the elders. Mm. Well, on the other hand, we had a, a chap yesterday, we went to dive a little shipwreck, which is at the front of um, uh, Leopari, and uh, it's just some uh, pictures of it on Facebook, on Michelle's side, it might be long and I'll put them up, some of my pictures up today on my Facebook site, but this little shipwreck there, and when we come up, there's a canoe sitting beside our tender. And the bloke got very rude and demanding. You didn't see us before we paid. And said, well, hang on, we've seen the people in the village just over there. And they said that it was fine to dive. Anyway, this bloke carried on for a bit and wanted money to dive and more than yeah. what's asked anywhere. So we went, yeah, okay. So, and just to, to basically to shut him up, um, I went back to the uh, mothership. We got a uh, hundred Solomon Island dollars, which is about 20 bucks. Um, and um, I went back to see him. I said, oh, look, now we have plenty of school books and we have plenty of uh, clothes for the kids if you if you would rather that and we'll give you a couple of thousand dollars worth of books and clothes Solomon Island dollars and he said oh no 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 we don't need that and I said to him you're not a chief <laughs> any chief will be looking after the children before himself True. But anyway we, we gave him we gave him a little bit of money and uh, sent him on his way and we spoke to the other villagers and said no no, no he's, he's not a chief at all so just, just little things that sometimes irk you a little bit, if you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, some so can mishandle the truth. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that, that might be more more the case. He, 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 he's a reasonably old chap. I'm going to say reasonably old, he's probably a bit older than me, to be honest. But <laughs> it's sometimes it's easier just to settle them. We found it's easier to settle them down. Here's a small payment and go from there. Yep. One thing that is a must here, though, is when you anchor up, is to go and see the village chief. Just let them know you're here. And most of them have said, no, you're more than welcome. Thank you for seeing us. And we give them a small gift, like a bit of sugar or some rice or something like that. Or um, if we see it's a, a village that would be thankful of it, we take in um, some clothes and some um, chisels and screwdrivers and stuff like that that we have um, that we collected in, in Australia before we come out this way. And that's always well accepted. Um, yeah, so we're, we're enjoying the time here. That's good. Then you'll be back by Christmas? Yeah, our plan is to... Um, we've got another crew member coming to join us in a few days' time. Uh, we'll pick him up at um, Munda, or sorry, Munda, not Munda, Munda, um, where I believe there's a new flight which goes uh, direct Brisbane to Munda. Uh, so we'll pick him up down in there and um, we'll do a bit of um, uh, cruising around and discovering. Uh, Kennedy Island's one we want to get to, of course. Um, a little bit of uh, uh, history there with JFK, uh, having swam from uh, 
uh, across the channel there from Gizo to um, yeah. to uh, sorry, Gizo to um, Kennedy Island. Um, there's some war relics there that we want to have a look at, and um, there's some diving near there as well, which we'll go and investigate. Um, and then we'll make our way from there uh, down through um, across to Papua New Guinea, which is about a, about a day, day and a half trip through from the, uh, the closest island to um, Papua New Guinea. So we'll go down through the Louisiades, only for the safety there, if we get a weather or something like that, which I should come back to, I guess. Um, the um, uh, from there, we'll go uh, direct down to Cairns, we'll clear customs in Cairns, and uh, then uh, back up into Port Douglas. <clears throat> Very good. Uh, now, cyclone-wise, um, 10 days out from Cyclone Lola hitting um, uh, Vanuatu, we started to plan our, our, um, uh, our plan our passage should that cyclone hit uh, Honiara, which was uh, forecasted, which is why we started to move further north to clear that. Um, so 10 days out, we've we got a bit of a warning. But what we haven't received anywhere here, and I don't know if it's in Australia, um, is any reports from the damaged areas of uh, Vanuatu. Um, I know there were yachts in the, the Northern Islands there, which cops at the worst, and um, we're not hearing any reports at all in this area. I kind of find that a bit strange. But um, I hope they're all OK. Yeah, it's... it's um it's been wiped out a few times, Vanuatu, with the big, the big hurricanes that get up there. Yeah, that's the third cyclone they've had um, this year. You know, I they lost had, a good friend, had. the guy that owned the Patonga Beach Hotel. He owned the uh, casino there, and and one of the villages, and he was around visiting that when uh, one came through here a few years ago, just prior to uh, COVID, and. Uh, Gone, picked him up, took him to sea, never to be found again. Yeah, terrible, terrible. They, the cyclones seem to be travelling a pattern where they they brew up around eight degrees, um, um, eight degrees south of the equator, and um, they start to intensify as they move further down, um, to, no, down towards Vanuatu, and that they're tending to follow a pattern which goes to the southwest, where most of those cyclones used to brew and travel to the southeast. And I don't know if it's just me watching this, and surely there's a meteorologist out there somewhere that's observing the same pattern. But there's definitely, a, to my way of thinking, there's definitely a change in the patterns. And then those cyclones continue down and, and batter the top end of New Zealand, um, which, which is a long, long way south for, for a cyclone to even think about travelling. Um, then, of course, it, it winds across the Pacific and winds up and down around Sydney, as a um, as a um, as a tropical low, or actually a, a, a south coast low, they call it. So it's not a tropical low at all; it's a south coast low, and then moves its way up towards Brisbane. So it's simply doing a cycle through that way. Um, I remember uh, the old days back when we were uh, when you were here at Port Hacking, and we used to talk about the cloud formation and the names of all the various clouds to keep our eyes on. You know. Yeah, yeah, well, I certainly watch the clouds here and uh, around this Solomon Island area, there's some scary clouds. <laughs> we had a had a wind come through the other um, morning um, just after breakfast and it was blowing 45 knots. Um, yep. It come from it come from nowhere. We held anchor, but uh, a Japanese girl we had on board uh, from her yacht, she had an issue with her yacht uh, dragging anchor. It looked like it was going to wind up on, um, well, actually wind up on top of another wreck. Um, 
so needing to be on my own vessel, I very quickly got hold of Michelle and dropped Michelle over there, who clambered across the deck and helped this um, this woman get her um, get her anchor up. Okay, mate, so, I got to go. Okay then. Mumbles has just okay. told me I've run out of time. Oh, there's always that darn clock. Yeah, he's like that, isn't he? <laughs> he's a pain in the you know where. See you later. Well, okay, boy. Have a good right, mate. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Weekend mornings with Pete Davis. I had a farmer from Coonabarabin, and he said that they're getting half the amount of money for their cattle now, but unfortunately, in the supermarkets, the meat prices are still very high. Pete Davis has Sydney talking. I was at a farm, and the lady there grows cabbages. They're selling them in Coles and Woolworths for five dollars, and she gets thirty cents for them. So, you know, everyone's being nailed to the wall by the big supermarkets and, and nothing's happening. 2SM has Sydney talking. Peters of Kensington is online. Shop all the top brands and great prices with the same excellent in-store service. They sell great cookware brands like ScanPan, KitchenAid, Breville and Smeg, as well as Rydal Glassware, Wedgwood Dinnerware and much more. Peters also stocks a beautiful range of home decor, lamps, rugs, furniture, cushions and Manchester. They even have afterpay. Visit petersofkensington.com.au. Relax and unwind before you take off when you stay overnight at Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel. Located just a minute's walk to the terminal and a five-minute stroll to the beach, Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel is your perfect home away from home. Enjoy a sundowner and meal at Ridges Rooftop Bar with views along the Gold Coast beaches and the hinterland. Visit ridges.com or you can call... Zero seven five six one nine eight one nine eight. Easy Mortgages offers flexible home loans to suit whatever stage you're at. Whether you're buying a home, investing, renovating or refinancing, they'll help you compare and save. Easy Mortgages lends quickly and easily, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Visit the website, key in your details and get an answer within 24 hours. Go to easymortgages.com.au or call one 003 003. Australian credit license number 535100. When it comes to the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, Stiff, Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel may assist you. Always read the label, use only as directed and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff, Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff, Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveallcollection.com.au or phone Ray 0406-671359. With NHP's N-Line of electrical enclosures, you can save without compromising on quality or performance. Thanks to the workability of ABS material, N-Line wall-bound enclosures and terminal boxes are easy to install, drill, cut and modify. So it's a breeze to customise to suit your specific needs. NHP N-Line wall-mount enclosures and terminal boxes help deliver efficient projects for a range of applications without breaking the bank. Get NHP N-Line Warman enclosures and terminal boxes from your local electrical wholesaler. 2SM has Sydney talking. Hey, and don't forget, we're going to go to a quick ad break. Then we'll go to the news and we'll be back with more of High Tide right after that. Don't forget, keep your eye on the sky and uh, bye Shimano. Oh, well, I've got more time to talk as well. 
Yep, and don't forget Pete's Cafe. He's looking for a, carol, a casual barista. So if you're a barista, you want some work Saturday and Sunday, 0404 025 163 is the number there. That's 0404 025 163. Great place to work, great conditions. 